Hey, I'm Nicole, a digital marketing services expert for entrepreneurs and your host of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. On this show, we are going to be pulling back the curtain on how to create the lifestyle of your dreams. I created my dream lifestyle through working online, creating a business that lights me up every single day, traveling the globe, and generating wealth. On this show, we will deep dive into all of these topics and so much more. I have created my own online business from literally zero after discovering my passion for online business and my non-complacency for working for somebody else in a nine to five job. On this podcast, I will be sharing everything I have learned and everything I'm still learning because how I got to where I am today should not be kept a secret. It's your time to love your work, build your wealth, and create the lifestyle of your dreams. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. So today we have a very interesting topic, which is near and dear to my heart as an entrepreneur and a business owner. And it should be near and dear to yours if you have ever started your own entrepreneurial or business venture. So we have an expert here today to talk to us all about mindset. And I'm really excited to dive into this topic. Christian, thank you so much for being here to chat to us today about mindset. So Christian is a mindset coach, mentor, speaker, and entrepreneur. Christian, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Hi, hi Nicole. Thanks for letting me come on. I really appreciate it. So you asked me something just before about mindset and I talked about entrepreneurism is the biggest test ever of being an entrepreneur because how we all start as an entrepreneur is often through failure. And that's what makes up your mindset. Like my first, you know, my first business wasn't actually a failure. And this was at 16. It was a, I had a gardening business. It was, it was a semi-failure. My real failure, but it was actually a success because this is what mindset's about. It's about not seeing failure. failure. Failure, if you're not failing, you're not winning. Because in order to win, you never just win every race to get there. You lose a lot of battles on the way there. So my actual first, my second business was, and it was a great idea. I'll just flow it to you now. It was a Christmas tree, sale, delivery, removal. That's cool. That's cool, isn't it? It's cool. There's a gap in the market, isn't there? Well, we thought there was a gap in the market. But it was my big, it was a big failure because it was in 1999. I just had, I was at university, just had my firstborn son in 1999. And then I decide two weeks after he's born, oh well, during it, we're gonna sell Christmas trees, we're gonna retrieve them from your house, and we're gonna collect them after it. So one month in, I spent about 150 hours. I didn't lose any money, but I learned a lot of valuable lessons. And I'll give you the first one. I turn up to one of the houses, I knock on the door, and they go, he's here, he's here. And all the family come to the door, and I'm thinking, what do they want? He's here, he's actually come. And I get there, and I went, hi, I've just come to collect your Christmas tree. Yeah, we thought you weren't going to come. We thought you were a scammer. I thought, a scammer, but... I gave you a Christmas tree. I'd sold her a Christmas tree because I was told it wouldn't lose its pines. She goes, two days after you left, and I went to the back garden, it was just a skeleton, a skeleton of what was a tree. Two days after you left, every single pine fell off. There was the learning curve. 
there were so many learning curves. But the thing is, everything is a learning curve. And if we keep learning, we keep, well, hopefully never make the same mistake again. Mine was never sell Christmas trees. I was off that market. But it's about it's about learning to adapt to failure and seeing failure as a as a as a as a good thing. Because people don't, you know, when you fail and you get some of the right answers at the end of it, you can move on, you can establish something from it. It's when you see failure as the end. That's when it hits the pain and causes the problems. And I, like I, when I said this to you before I saw it, you know, as an entrepreneur, we fail so many times. We're like the best failures in the whole world, but only ever people see your successes. They don't see the millions of times you turn up a meet, it didn't go ahead, that you, you would go for a deal and you just put loads of work and it didn't happen. I've been involved in so many deals. I'm on with them now. I'm in with deals now that are supposedly happening, and then something will stop it. Do I see that as a failure or do I see it as just part of my own progression? So, yeah, that would be definitely my first thing. Failure and accepting that failure isn't a bad thing, but it's some, it's a natural thing of life. Like, I read this great thing in one of my books that I read. Like, can you imagine we're all set off with the most amazing mindset. Everyone's got a phenomenal mindset when we set off. You look at a kid when he learns how to walk. How many times do they fall? How many times do they not be able to do it? Imagine if that mindset had started then of seeing failure as rejection, not being None of us would walk, but we don't because we haven't had society change the way that failure is. Kids fail, 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 nothing, get up. And, you know, if you're going to look at one thing, look at that little kiddie and think the mindset, that, don't let the mindset stop. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of my examples. Hmm. I love that. Yeah, I've uh, I've heard that example of a child falling before. And I love that you bring it up here because it is such a good you know, you hear these examples, but they're not always front of mind, but it is something really important to hear today, hear any day, keep in the back of your mind, especially if you are embarking on a new entrepreneurial venture, or if you've been on it for a while, and maybe it doesn't have the outcome that you had initially planned. Um, so, okay. So that was really interesting to hear about your first business. Um, I actually really think the idea of Christmas tree removal is a very overlooked market, but clearly there's a reason there that... <laughs> It didn't work out. So tell us a little bit after that happened. Um, how did you get to the place that you are today as a mindset mentor? So I'm obsessed by mindset. I think it's well, I, I, like, in fact, I've got another story. So when I, in, so when I was 27, so 2005 was the maddest year of my whole life. So 2005, I got married. I got married because of something happening. But the most thing is in 2005, on the March 28th, my mum died. So she had cancer. She died on the 28th. She was alive. She found out six weeks before she died, she was ill. So there was nothing up with that. So I got this thing from that. Like, it was sad. You know, I love, you know, of course I love my mum. But we got this little bit of time to spend to each other. We got four weeks before she went into a coma to tell her everything I ever did to her, what we didn't do, love it, do be different. But what it gave me is it gave me seven years. Seven years after my mum died, nothing could bother me. Because I've watched someone die and I see how fragile life is. Whatever happens, I'd always think, I could die tomorrow. And you know, that's a bit of a cliche, that, but that's what happened to me. And it kept going on. Nothing could bother me because I'd get over it. Because I'd always think back to that one thing. Life's too short. I've seen what can happen. And, I, and, and watching my mum die made me not scared of death. Because I saw that nature takes over. It's a responsibility of nature. It's just, it's just like an, an amazing creation, life and death. And I personally believe that when I saw my mum's vessel, a soul left. The vessel was left. The soul went somewhere else. And that's that's one of my things that keeps me going. But I got seven years out of it. After seven years, I started to flake a little bit. 
you know, and in that time I'd been reading a lot. I've been into self-development for 20 odd years now. I, my, my Bible is how to win friends and influence people. It was my son's Bible who's now doing very well. I paid him to read it as a kid and then he went on to read it again. And I think I had all that time and then I had to find somewhere else and I started to look into things and it wasn't really called mindset then. Didn't really have the title. It was just self-development and you look at ways to bring you back to the moment. Because anyone I work with, so as a coach, I work with people who struggle going to the moment. They live in the past or the future. And when you live in the past or the future, problems and energy and sort of, if anything's going to be bad, it's when you think back or think forward. Like look at decisions you've made. As an entrepreneur, we make a lot of decisions and sometimes we have to make them quick. And people will never understand it that sometimes we lose to win. And they'll go, what? You've just lost that thing. And you'll say, that was the best I could do. That was five options. That's another thing as a coach, what we do is, when everyone thinks they're in despair and everything, oh, I've got, I don't know, to, I can't do anything. You can actually say, okay, there's always options. There isn't any. And you'll always, once you start being calm and formulated, you'll always find options. So you get left with a selection of options of what you want. So no matter what happens, you have options. And I think that's something that's really empowered me forever. And I've just... You know, I, I get up, so this is my little sit well, you can't because it's not this is an audio, but I'm doing this in my front room now at the minute. So one of one of the things of mindset that will if I was going to give you some advice, this it didn't come from this book, but I've read this book, Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. Habits are what create continuity and make it so you stay. I always call it stay in the room. Staying in the room means staying present, and your habits get you there. So about I'm dyslexic and I've been audio booking for years now, and I love it, and I still do it now. I decided I want to read. So last January, I set the habit of reading when I first get up in the morning. So at the minute I'm reading, what am I reading? I'm rereading this one. So I recommend it. I can show, I'm showing it to you, but you don't do it as hard. It's called, it's got Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck. She's the lady who really brought mindset into the world. So every morning I get up and read this book. What happens when I read the book is my mind's flowing with other some, someone else's perspective. Today, the chapter was all about having... I want to create an open mindset. I'm open to change. I'm open to mistakes. I'm open to moving forward. I'm not fixed. People who are fixed are scared to be wrong, scared to lose, scared to look bad, scared to have their intelligence tested. So I read that section this morning. That that gets my flowing. And then I follow that on by a dog walk every day. I taught you then I live in a, I live in a beautiful place in England called the Lake District. And I was just describing out of my window, I live opposite a castle. I love it. It's the best place I've ever lived. I love where I live personally, but in this area. So every day I walk my dog around and every day I run up it. Every morning that I run up, it takes two minutes, but I'm, I am not just out of breath. I run to, I sprint at the top. I can't, this morning, I, I'd, been, I'd been out on Saturday night. I do, this morning was a killer, but I did it. So once I do that, I'm starting my morning with, right, I took some info in. Now I'm like, my mind's going. If I can get up there when I'm, you know, not at my best, what else can I do? And that it's that it's that it's that it's that like people come to me to install belief in them, but but like it's like belief. Belief is not giving in. Belief is keeping going, keeping keeping motivated, keeping moving on track. It's not something you can install. It's just it's just you representing. Like I meet people all the time. I met a guy who I'm coaching. He's only young. And he's a massive performer. So he's talking to me, telling me how he's got no confidence, no belief. And after a bit, I went. You're, you're going to send me to like this. And he went, what do you mean? I goes, well, I've talked to you for 15 minutes. I've never met anyone as organised as you, as forward-thinking, as goal-orientated. And you're telling me you haven't got a belief. I'm worried about myself. 
And it took one session, and every single session I've had since him, he's gone, I don't know what happened then, but you got it back. I've got more belief in him than he could ever have. You know, I've got less belief in myself than him. And I think that's what we can convince ourselves. We're not, you know, whatever we are, especially if we listen to other people. And I think that's the thing, that other people will always give you their perspective. But really, if you stay true to you, you're always going to be all right. Stay with the ethos that you've got. You'll always be all right. And habits will help you to get there. I've got one now. And every podcast, I'm having a glass of water. Every coaching session, I'm having a glass of water because I don't drink enough. So that was another habit. Every morning now, I get up and I have a pint of water before anything because I know if I'm hydrated, I feel good. And it's like, I meet people, I get a lot of headaches. Do you drink a lot of water? No. It might be dehydration. It's simple things, something that same with your mindset. Simple changes make monumental effects and differences. And that's, so I'll meet someone, they'll tell me how bad, and I'll go, in the end of the session, I'll say, right, can you start doing a couple of these habits? Small changes. But they say I have a famous line, and I've used it with someone recently. I told them to read a book. Every client I work with, because I work with a mind, I tell them to read one book. The book is called The Chimp Paradox. I'm not here to go on about that, but it's a phenomenal book if you want to understand how the mind works and how other people's work. So I always tell them, and I had a client, and I said, right, I need you to work that, because I knew his chimp was out of control because he had, he had death anxiety. The death anxiety comes from a range of different things, but I knew this book could help him. I knew it could. And he didn't read it first time. Came to the second one. I go, did you read that book? He goes, I never got around to it. Because will you promise me you'll read it? Because I need people to make changes. Because whatever got you to where you are now consistently kept you there. So you're going to need to think in a different way. So I said, will you read it? He goes, I will. But I already know it won't do anything. It said, he, it said to me where he was. Everything that led to his comment is a way of thinking that had got him there. But he's telling me a guy who spent 30 years working as a psychiatrist and an elite with elite athletes who found this amazing book and create, he knew more than them. And it was that point I realized, and I said this to him, I said, I said, you need to realize this change only comes with making changes. I was like, you'll just stay the same. I haven't seen him for a bit because he actually said to me he was going to do some therapy, which I, I have no problem with. But that that wasn't going to stop him from doing his way of thinking because that's what mindset it's a way of it's habitual thought he'd already said something weren't going to work before it happened so then he'll always he'll judge a person oh no i'm not going to like that oh i won't like it there you've got to give it a go i go to the worst place ever and have the best time and some other people don't because i don't i don't go there expecting you know i want to make it myself because you know and i think that's the difference that some people have but yeah good question hmm. that's so interesting um, the chimp paradox that I can just tell from the title of that book, it sounds really interesting. So I wrote that down. Um, I'm also an audiobooker. Don't have time to unfortunately <laughs> read books these days. But so I'm curious if somebody wants to change their mindset, they know perhaps, you know, they have, they want to have more of an entrepreneurial mindset or more of a specific type of mindset. And they know they're just not there yet. What would you tell them? What would be like two or three of the most important things that you would really tell them to get started on that journey of starting to change their mindset? Because I know it can be a process, but what would you kind of tell them initially? It's quite, it's quite challenging how you said it because everyone comes with a different summit they want to change. Mm-hmm. So when someone wants to be an entrepreneur, that, that's a bit of a different journey because they've already, often people just start, don't they start being an entrepreneur? Then you've got the worriers and whatnot. But when the worry is really, it's not about entrepreneurship. You have to work on the worrying 
angle of things and, and worrying is by living in the past and living in the future. So it's like, it dep- everyone's an individual of what it is. And you'll meet some people like, I'm off after here to a client. He's worth 20 million. But he creates, he's like, what we're working on at the minute is, he's all right for everything, but he makes everything feel like it's not. He self-imposes it. He's already, he sat, he, he got rid of me coming this after. I'm going to his work so I can look at how the, where the problems are at work. He already created a problem this morning. And actually when he thought about it, because I've got him to sort of, Whenever you stay where you are, right here, right now, you and I, there's no problems. Problems only come from thinking too much. Where we are now, there's no problems. And where all the time when you're in the present moment, the problems aren't there. The problems are where you've just been or where you think you're going. And it's about being here in the moment. So I give people some techniques to be present in the moment. You know, like for me, nature. I know I have so many cliches that are so true, yeah. Like, I ask everyone, I ask every single person I work with, I'm a big exercise, I love exercise. Like I've already, when I do the walk and the run, that's just one of my things. I do so much other stuff in a week. And I said, I said, do you exercise? What a basic one is, I don't care if you go to the gym, I don't care what sports you do. If you exercise, you're already cracking on and getting the endorphin release and, and dealing with yourself and being in the moment. I want them to start walking. So I get every single person, I said, will you please, is it, will you please start walking? And they'll say, I haven't got time. How do you get to work? I drive, how far is it? It's a mile. We start walking there. So straight away, when they're walking, because I know when I'm outside and I'm walking, everything's all right. Maybe not. If you say that you're having a high impulsive moment, you're having a bit of tension, it won't completely clear it, but it will reduce it massively. But it's the beginning of the process. Because as soon as I, if I have that moment in my house now and I stay here, I'm cocooned in here and it's staying. When I go outside and I listen to the birds and I see the flying, I see the little insect and I think, what am I? I'm something that's passing through. I actually, personally, I use the mountains a lot because I live in a lake district where there's mountains. I go up mountains a lot to feel utter freedom. I don't go up there because, like, I'm, is it a blessing? Like, is, it's a sort of blessing, but I don't let things bother me because you're going to ask me, we're going to talk about how I'm going to prove that with something that happens to me. But I've learned to not let things bother me. They, can't, they will, I'm not saying... I'm imperative to, I like, sorry, wrong word. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I do, like, when I initially get something, I do have the whatever happens, but it does not take me long to realise, okay, this has happened. Let's put it in a perspective. Because perspective's the mindset gift that everyone's got. Put it in a perspective that matches what, where I want to go forward to. Because if I have the energy of something that's happened to me ruining me, then that one tiny little thing ruins me and anything that happens through me. You know what I mean? And I kind of, you have that, like, a, like, there's that famous one, half full, half empty. Is a, it, that, that, you know, that, that's a beginning of it, that people, well, that's perspective. We all have that gift. What's your perspective on it? You know, sometimes people can't understand my perspective. Like when I go on to tell you about the thing that eventually brought you to the podcast, that was a perspective thing. And I constantly having to live in that perspective. So, yeah, that would be, you know, that everyone's an individual and everyone's affected by things differently. And some people I meet are such high performers, but they just don't see it. And I just remind them that, wow, like you're blowing my mind just talking to you. Because some of them are just, you know, I know when I, I know what I'm not and I know what I am, but what I'm not doesn't hold me back because I can try my hardest at making it better. You know, and that's that's how we always have to be. You can, you know, and that's that's something I try and push to every client really. Mm, I love that. I really like that last quote that you mentioned. Um, okay. So in you saying that, I'm curious 
What are your thoughts and to you and your perspective, how does our society today contribute to mindset um, in either a positive way or a negative way? Because I kind of see in my business a little bit of both, but I think sometimes it can go more to one side. But I'm curious your take on that as a mindset mentor and how does society really contribute to our mindset? Good question. So one of the things is like the news. I don't read it. I don't watch it. I have nothing to do with it. If I want to know something about, if something's big news, like we went in a lockdown in England, in, in England, we went in a lockdown. I never knew what's the news. Everyone tells you. So if it's proper big news, people are like some of my other friends, you've got to read the news. News is subjective. News is sometimes used to create a, an emotion inside you that's not necessarily going to help you. You know, it's not saying that world events are not happening and we should have an interest in them, but it's it's about not taking the emotion of things because emotion can cause a good, a positive and negative effects. But at the minute, mindsets in everything. It, ne- it was a word never used before. People used to say, "You need to get a better mindset," and you'd be like, "What does it mean?" I don't know. They say it a lot, but what does it actually mean? And all mindset really is belief, having belief in you, and different ways of attaining that belief. You know, a mindset for one thing can get to another. Like I said to you before, you asked me before we started about what, what is mindset. It's really, it's for diff- like parenting is one of the hardest mindsets in the world, especially if you've got like a 15-year-old boy, which one of mine is at the minute. Because I've had a 15-year-old boy seven years ago and made every mistake known to man with him, but he's still come out and the guy's doing, oh, the guy's mindset, he's actually my son, my son's mindset 22. He's got me my best ever contract at his elite firm because he's seen what I can produce. And then I've already worked with a couple of them. And it's like, it's an interesting thing. Like whatever it is, you know, like sport, do you play sport, Nicole? Uh, not really, honestly. No. Well, sport's another one. How do you get deal with getting beat? You know, how do you get over betting beat? Because you find a way to learn something from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't understand it. Like it's interesting. I used to play football all the time until I got injured. And I'd know when it had a good game and I knew when it had a bad game. And the difference, I wasn't quite, what I was better at was determination. Because you can, you can harvest that as less, you know, like skill is something you can practice and keep going better. But yeah, six foot three, 15 stones. Sometimes like my little ball skill wasn't that good, but I was determined. And I'd always mark it. So my idea of a bad match is not necessarily played well if my mind was in it. Because I was like powering people. Come on, the better players who are miles better than me, if they put their head down, we'd lost them. We need them to win that game for us. So sometimes it's like that inspiring other people thing. So it's in everything. Mindset's in everything and they're identifying it. Now everyone, there's so much said about it. But if you work on your mindset, you'll never get a nil effect from it. You'll only have positivity that comes from it. It'll put you, it'll put your, it'll put you in a place where you're always advancing. Because it, it comes back down to it. I think what they describe mindset as being. A person, like a person with a, a, an open, a good mindset walks into somewhere and he sees the opportunities that are in there. Someone with a fixed one walks in there and always, always sees the problems. And when you focus on problems, you think problems. It's like the law of attraction. We are what we think. If you start being negative to everyone, writing negative stuff in comments, the trolls, the people who tell you negative stuff, you're living a negative life and you're walking around with negative energy. And without knowing it, you're absorbing it. And that's what I think the news does. I meet a lot of people and they watch too much news and it, it affects them. And these are good people who need to switch off sometimes. Because that's the other thing. People like having the mindset to switch off. 
Like I work with a lot of people who do not switch off. And they've got all this money and I'll go, what is the point in you having all that money? You do nothing with it other than work, 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 work. I mean, at some point you have to switch off. One, I forced him to go on holiday last night. I said, you haven't been on holiday for two and a half years. You've got more money than I could ever imagine. And you work seven days a week. Please have a holiday. So he'll have that holiday. And you know what? He'll want to go back to work at the end because he'll feel, you know, and I, that's another, I love a holiday. I've got another, some other coaches who say, East Trapline is, I want you to have a life you don't need a holiday from. And I always read it and argue because I love holidays. I love leaving my life here and going and experience something else and travel, you know, travel travel's the best thing in the world. Different cultures, places, things, being someone else for a little bit of time. Because it's almost like recharging the mindset, seeing different things. I just, you know, I love it all apart from travel. I hate the actual travel. I hate it. <laughs> I travel sick. I'm, a poor, I'm the guy who's actually affected the next day by traveling. Just even if it's only two hours to an airport, three hours in a plane. Now, next day I'm affected, you know, but I realize that now. And I know the next day I'm not going to book in a full day because I'm affected by it. When I went to Australia, oh my God, when I got back off that, I needed three days. And that's another thing. I've realized what my weakness is there. So I, I realize it. So I don't put myself under that pressure. A lot of other people have so many weaknesses that they don't recognize. And they keep doing the same things to themselves. And they do it. And, and at some point, they have to get the mindset to say, why am I ending up with the same result all the time? Because I'm doing the same things that lead there. And at some point, when I talked about change, something like when I get a, a client, they come on, they tell me what the problem is. Because it's, it's so easy to hear what the problem is. And you go, right, you've just told me this. And then you've told me that you're worn out. Do you think that might be your first bit? And people then go, actually, yeah. But they don't notice it until you highlight it. And then once you start going, every day I want you to think about you're not going to let that happen. Once you start being proactive, going, no, this is that thing that I met wrong. Whereas someone else will keep making the same thing, same thing, same thing, same thing. Don't do anything about it. If you want to have the mindset, you must have to say at some point, I have to make a habitual thought change to how I go about it. It sounds easy. But I mean, it is actually really easy. I reckon someone could watch me doing it. Think, oh, it's so obvious what you do. And it is bloody obvious, but no one sees it. It's nuts. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's funny when you're mentioning that because I've also worked with clients and it doesn't have to be about mindset particularly. I'm thinking about different topics within business and it's right there. It's a glaring problem. I can guarantee anyone else who does any type of business or working with them will see it, but they just don't see it. And so sometimes that is really the power of having someone from the outside to look in. It's fact, you know what the other thing is, and I get people to do this. I've read, I read it in a book first. Sometimes you read things in a book and people put a lot of things in a book. But if you stand in front of a mirror and talk about what your problem is and say it out aloud, you'll actually hear it yourself. You'll actually hear it. But when you say, like, thinking in your mind, but when you let it out as a vocal and hear it, you actually think, actually, I heard what I said then. <laughs> and you actually, and it, sometimes it's easy. That's when you're working one-to-one. They'll read it and actually go, actually, me just telling you that, I've just thought about what my problem is. And they're coming up with the answer themselves. But it's that, it's the energy that two people got. And I always have this, when I work with someone, I'm in it for them completely. I'm on their team and all I want, so I will, if they call up something that I think, nah, I'll tell them. You know, I'll tell them because I'm on their team and all I care, like, it's a bit like my son, I'm on his team all the time. I'm just, you know, it's a parent. I'm on his team and he's already known it. So I can call him out when he comes up with something. I call him out. 
And I call someone out and they'll go, because all I want is what them to have the best life of. And I know how to get them there. And I know that they've made previous mistakes that are keeping them where they are. And all of a sudden, it just slowly goes. And they stop that controlled patterns of behavior and they start changing it. It's exciting. It's the most exciting thing in the world. I love it. I love how much your passion is shining through for mindset. So um, now I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this podcast. So I want to know what is one piece of mindset advice that you would give to an entrepreneur who is struggling? And there are different definitions of struggling. Um and at various different aspects and different departments that as an entrepreneur, you can be struggling in. But what is one piece of advice you would give an entrepreneur who is struggling in their business? I'd have to know what they were struggling at because obviously there's so many different, but it might be if they were struggling at making the same mistake repeatedly over and over again, I have to think, let's look at that mistake you're making. Let's look at it. Is it every time you're in a meeting, you do this sort of thing and maybe like self-sabotage is something that affects a lot of entrepreneurs. And that's an interesting one. This wasn't an entrepreneur. I was watching some, she had some dating process. I actually liked it. Some dating thing on last night on the telly. This girl goes into this date and she really likes this guy and then goes on to ruin it. Self-sabotage, the whole thing. She gets to the end and she's actually on the camera going, I actually don't know what's happened then, but I really liked him. She ruined it herself. Sometimes we can do that in business. We ruin it ourselves by having like pride. I'll tell you what gets in the way. Pride gets in the way quite a lot of things with being an entrepreneur. Sometimes like, and you're asking me if you think, I always think sometimes you lose to win. I think that's one thing that every entrepreneur already knows. You lose to win. And when you get in the entrepreneurial thing, because... I've lost so many times to win, so many times, because winning, like, it's not about winning money or winning a project, winning anything. It's about winning you, because I have to take me to the next zone. So whatever, I might go into one and have a massive loss, but I need to go into the next one keeping what I've got going. So my winning mindset is I don't take losses with me. I realize that they've happened and I've made mistakes. I've made so many mistakes. I can't go back and question them, because I made that decision on a day based on what I thought was right. You know, I'm in crypto at the minute. For years, I've been in it doing really well. I made a decision six months ago to stay in. I've always traded. I stayed in. First time ever, it's done a double bounce out. And it came back to my money three months ago. And I thought, no, I'm sticking to my guns. What did it do again? It dropped. <laughs> but I made that decision. I don't hold myself to it because I, I made that decision because I felt that was right. So I have to go forward. You know, it was wrong. I'll tell you that now. And I'm changing my decision now. But it was what I felt was right then. You know what I mean? That was the right decision for me then. And I stuck by it and I'm not held by it. And that if I'm going to get another one yet, yeah, don't be held by your decisions. You can change your decision whenever you want. If you made a decision, it don't work. Just change it. Cause just accept it. You know, just say hands up. I, I mean, I, I was wrong. Change it then. Cause that's your power. You've got that power. I meet people who live by it, live by it forever. And then, do you know what? This is the one thing I once gave this. What's what, bit, what bit of advice you give an entrepreneur? This is my first one. Always make sure you make more than you spend. Because I meet loads of people who go to business. I go, how much are you looking at making in three years? I haven't really started thinking about that. I've just got to get through it. They don't make a money. They don't make a wage. They don't class themselves as, a, as, a, as something they have to pay for. I do know that when you first start a business, you don't make any money. But you must have a backup income. Like you might have a part-time job that supports you. Or like, like for me, why I've been able to do everything. I got 20 years ago, I've got a commercial building. I've got an, an hairdresser's other business in it i'm always all right even when something really bad happened to me i've got that it's happening now i never go there everything i do i do it so it's not on me because i'm unreliable <laughs> you know i'm always on with someone else off looking 
So they all work. And if, but if they ask me, I'll be there and I'll never let them down. But they don't ask me. Do you know what I mean? And I'll go and it's like, make sure you've got an income coming from somewhere because it's about getting different incomes from places. But then that backup means ones like when I started coaching, I didn't have any clients. And I was like, I really had to get over myself with it. Now clients are coming more, just got my best contract, got my, they're coming in thick and fast now. In the eventually, I'll be too full. I'm not quite there yet, but that's what will happen. You know, and that's that's a blessing. And I get a blessing to keep giving the, giving it to people. I know my biggest blessing is meeting someone straight away, seeing what the problem is and thinking, I know I can change that. They don't know it yet. And I'm going to change it so easy because it, how I think isn't how other people think. I've learned to think in a different way. Do you know what I mean? Because if I, if I think like, if, if you think in a certain way, you'll all be held up by your thoughts. And what I mean by that is, if I've been, if something's happened in business before in the last deal, there's going to be other deals where similar things are going to happen in it, but you've just got, they're a variable. The part of it, do you know what I mean? The part of the process sort of thing. So yeah, I'm going, off, I'm going off tangent a little bit there, but yeah. That's, no, that's no worries. No worries at all. Um, I like to ask you open-ended questions, which is why I kind of asked that one. And I like to see where you're going to take it with, you know, your years of experience and mindset. And I love that you took it to self-sabotage. I think a lot of people in general, not even entrepreneurs, don't even think about that as a reason why X, Y, and Z isn't going the way they want it to. Um, and I think it's almost something that's not talked about enough, but I think it's something that's really important to, again, to keep in mind and kind of, if you can check in with yourself and examine it. But again, um, what I've seen from clients and perhaps what you've seen as well is a lot of the times you can't see it yourself. Somebody else has to see it in you. Um, so thank you for that. Now, winding down a little bit. I would love to know your top two or three book recommendations. I know you already gave one, but and I, I'm sure you have tens or hundreds, but the ones that really have changed your life and that you took so many important key points from um, about mindset. Yeah, I've got loads. I, I, I have a top five that always comes out. I, I, I reread them, but so I told you one at the first, like, and this isn't a mindset book, but this is like called, we, my name is Hoyle. We call it the Hoyle Bible because this is what really changed my way of thinking and changed my son's. Like my son, my son at 22 years old, he's doing ridiculously well in his field. He works in recruitment. He is high, he, he is, I could not be where he is. I couldn't do his job. I can do the mindset of it and I can get him to perform in that way. How to win friends and influence people changes your life. It was written in, in, I have a 1940, somewhere around the 1940 map, or maybe a little bit less. And there's been a new one now, which I've read recently in the modern times. And it just teaches you about how to be good, how to be a decent person, and how to get what you want by being a decent person. Because that's what we want. We all want to get somewhere, and it's starting to understand how to work and manage people. And it's all about, like, your life, unless there's not many things that doesn't involve other people. And people can be problems, or they can be the best assets ever. And you have to change it into that. So that one's with that one, but mindset related. This is great. I'm loving anything by Carol Dweck. Carol Dweck was really the, the big one who started the mindset thing off. And you know what? I came to this way late. I found that a lot of my books, I found like the subject that I find the best, the best books I find later on. I read all the books around it, get the idea and get to it. Atomic Habits will change your life because habits is everything. So Atomic Habits. The Print Chimp Paradox, I read that first before anything. One that really changed my life. This actually did. 
got it here. Sorry. And one that changed my life. Oh, it's not here, but I know what it's called. Isn't it? Oh, yeah, here it is. It's a book by Joe Dispenza. My partner always says I say that wrong. This is a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Mm. And, I, and this is one, because this is real mindset. It goes into a lot of... It's like we talk about manifestation. We're our turning our thoughts into actions. This talks about how that process works in a scientific way, and it does work in a scientific way. Mm-hmm. But what I've got from this most is we, as individuals, are made up of, of the past that made us do things in the same way all the time. So, like, one of my problems was, used to be, I would react to things like I've always reacted. So instead of looking at a thing independently... I'd like, I, I, without knowing it, we've, we've got controlled behavior. But we work to controls that when something happens, we react like this. When something happens, we react like that. But what happens if you don't do that? What happens if one day you start going, just about to react like I did in the past? I want to react to this in the independent moment. Like I had a lot of things. I had this weird thing. I even think it's weird, so I'll, I'll say it. So, you know, I, I was once married to a lady who is now my sister, like my sister and I love her dearly and I have a great relationship with her. She gave me three amazing children. And now, you know, in my twenties, I was a weaker version of myself. I know everyone is, everyone's not who they're going to be. And I had this really, and this book changed this. I had this really weird thing about if anyone woke me up. So if anyone woke me up in the morning, so you get woke up, my eyes are open. And then what I do is I made myself mad by going, like just dropping off. And I'd start going into this control bit. I can't believe they woke me up. Eventually, it wasn't them who woke me up. I've completely woke myself up by being angry and mad. And then I'd have these nuts reactions. Once I refused to go on holiday, I said, I'm not going on holiday. You've woke me up. I needed that bit. And it's really silly, but I did it. And then I read this book and it high- And that's the one that, that was one of those I started thinking, wow, I can't believe I do that. Like, the other one is like, I'm, I'm trying to get, there's a factory where I live and I want to do, I do mindset workshops. So I'll go and do a general mindset workshop. So it's a factory thing. And a lot of people say, I'll go, how can you do that? And they'll say, it's just how I've always done it. So when someone says that to me, I say, okay, so you're 40 years old. Now, how long have you always been doing that? 20 years. So you're telling me that when you were 20, you made your decisions for life then. You were the most intelligent you were ever going to be when you were 20 years old because you've always done it like, like that. So your past was a lot more better than where you currently are now. Is that what you, and they'll go, no. Well, why are you doing it like you did in the past then? If you live life in the past, you'll end up with the same, the same sort of same actions that come out of it. Independent thinking. Like, you know, I still like the problem with being a mindset coach is everyone thinks you're always in control. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not. But what I'm in control of is nothing controls me for long. I do lose my stuff at certain times. You know, I'm, a, I'm only 44. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a work in progress. You know what I mean? I'm not. But now, if I drop something on the floor and it goes everywhere, it never makes me mad. I've just dropped something on the floor. And it often comes at the worst timing. And it's about learning. If, you could, if I could give you one bit of tip, it's be in the moment. Things in the moment are not that bad. It's only when you start thinking, oh, no, this is going to stop this from happening. Oh, that'll do that. It was my best cup. I, you know, that's something from the past. And I'll have all this energy with it. Just try and be right here, right now. Nothing's that bad. And it come, I've said that a few times now. And, and if you more you can get into that, get in the moment, get in the moment, get in the room, get in the room. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said. But yeah, that's a game changer.
I like that you bring that up because I actually think the same thing. It's worded completely the opposite of be in the moment, but it's the same thought of, you know, I can feel myself getting angry about, let's say a small problem. And then I try to take, and it's not always easy. I try to take a step back and ask myself, is this going to matter to me in two hours? Is this life-changing? Is this, you know, like the end of something for me? And probably most of the time the answer is no. So it's, it's kind of the opposite of being in the moment. It's looking, you know, is this really that big of a deal, but it's the same premises. So I, th- I think that's really important and not always easy to keep in mind to let me tell you, <laughs> maybe a little bit easier if you have a coach who, you know, like I, everything my coach says, I do really keep in mind. So that is why I'm such a big advocate of having a coach. Um, but if you don't have somebody there specifically in the mindset department, who's on your team, who you have a debrief and a meet with every single week, sometimes that is a little bit more difficult to keep in the back of your mind. Yeah. It's funny though, but uh, you have to like, I saw someone like the other day and they're like, everyone has, everyone's a human being. So not like what you think is perfection in someone, you don't see certain parts of them. So remember that I tell people what not to do because I still do it though, but I don't, I never let it go. You know, I used to sulk. I was a sulker. That was another thing. I was a sulker once. That's what men, men can be a sulker. And I was a sulker. What's sulking? It's sulking is deciding what happened here now for the next couple of days. I'm going to be ruled by it. So I'm way out. So a past event has now gone into some, I go on about my son. Oh, we used to do some not talking, you know, because when he was 14, like, like Lucas now, me and Dylan, we didn't talk for a week sometimes. I did loads of mistakes. And, and that was me at only seven years ago, I was making mistakes. So in seven years, my parenting's completely changed. Am I a perfect parent? No chance. Do I make winners? Definite. And this one's going to be a winner. I know it, at the minute, if you met, you wouldn't think it, but you will. I know he will because I'll persist. I'll get to him and I'm making little tiny steps every single day. Does he still do things that are wrong? Of course he does. He's 15. It's better getting him out of the way now. But I don't, when I was with Dill, because I wanted perfection and I got perfection, like he's, I'm so pleased with what's gone on. But bloody hell, I'm not perfection. So what, I don't, like too many parents expect perfection when they're not being perfect, perfect themselves. It's like, come on. You know, you've got to, got, to give, got to give everyone a break, especially yourself. Loads of people I work with do not give themselves a break. They're too hard on themselves. I'm much easier on me. I think that's what helps me out. Wow. This has been such a powerful episode. And I think an episode, honestly, that most people should take a listen to and just reflect on their life, their thoughts, their business, whatever is happening in their life. Um, but before we finish off, what is any parting words, one last piece of advice, anything that you want to say to anybody listening before we end off the show today? Yeah, two things. One is, one of my little toss tests of my uh, ego was, is I've got a YouTube channel, it's called Christian Hoyle. I've, I've, I got this challenge, I got to a thousand subscribers and I switched off because I hit my target. I'm switching back on now, so I'm going to go back into it. I'd love people to check me out there. And my message is not mindset on that. It's just me living the life of someone with a good mindset where no matter what I go, I enjoy myself. That's my, like, you get one like, well, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not here to go into that. Like I said about my mum's soul, you get one time when you're here. I think it's all go somewhere else, but just enjoy it. Stop being hard on yourself. Stop being too serious. Stop, stop taking life seriously. Don't be scared of making mistakes and get over yourself and get cracking on and get things done. I meet too many people who get to the end and I go, 
How was it? How was, oh, your job for 50 years, you must have loved it. I hated every single day. Change it. You've got the power to change whenever you want. I'm not saying just leave your job with nothing else to do, but you can change, you can change anything. Mindset is not, it's not, you're not born with it. It's a skill you can grow. You start practicing it. By practicing it, it's doing the little things that like I said before about doing some reading, reflecting on yourself, being real, going outside, finding nature, getting yourself back to normal. And just remember your one sole focus is to enjoy life and to have a good time. There's no point in having a miserable life. There's a very, I used to do, a, one of my businesses was a food place and we did Meals on Wheel for older people. And there was this woman called 96 and she was proper sound. And I'd go, oh, I've forgotten the name, which is really bad. So, and I'd say, yes, you're always so nice. And she says, Christian, I'm going to give you some advice. I said, what? She said, nobody comes to see a miserable person. It just summed it all up. They don't. People don't want to be around miserable moaners, naggers, they don't want it. It's like an infection that, for me, I remove negative people from my life. Not in a bad way, I just don't have them because like the news, if I watch a lot of news, it'll stay on me and I'll take it with me. I don't want to hear it. Do you know what I mean? It's never good news. It's only ever bad things that are in there to cause you a bit of pain. I don't need no pain. I've got enough if I really look for it, it's everywhere. In my job, I, I don't feel other people's pain. I feel the joy of getting their pain removed. And that's the difference. Amazing. Very well said. Well, thank you so much, Christian, for being on the show today, for speaking to everything mindset about us, for leaving us with a lot of things to think about for the future going forward. Um, and I really appreciate you spending the time here. So thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Wow. What an amazing episode. If you listen to that episode all the way through, you are going to be having a lot to think about, which is not a bad thing at all. There were so many knowledge bombs dropped in that episode. And I think everyone listening has a lot of reflecting to do on their lives and their thoughts as well. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. This episode is brought to you by True Earth. True Earth is an eco-friendly brand that specializes in a variety of different lifestyle products that just makes your life a lot more eco-friendly. I personally love their laundry strips. There are so many and it's super compact, especially if you are traveling. Also, their utensil set made out of bamboo is beautiful and amazing, all super high quality products. So I would like to thank True Earth for bringing us this episode. And I hope again, that you got a lot out of this episode. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram at NomadNeeks or on Facebook at NomadNeeks1. And I look forward to hearing from you and seeing your comments. Have an amazing day and I'll see you back here next week.